Welcome to the CDM Podcast, a production of Contagious Disciple Making. We exist to catalyze movement through coaching, community, and communication. We created this podcast to help everyday Christians to become world-changing disciple makers. I'm Paul Watson, and this is Rebecca Ewing, and you're listening to the CDM Podcast. Today's podcast is part three of a four-part series on recovering from COVID culture. Now, as always, we want you to like, share, five-star rate, and write a review for this podcast on your podcast platform of choice, whether that's Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, wherever it may be, we would love to have those ratings and those reviews in order to be able to help us move this forward. But the best place to listen to our CDM podcast is through our app. Come, if you haven't downloaded it yet, what are you doing? Come and join the growing platform of Disciple Makers where you can access our praying community, learn from our podcasts, read blogs, and see videos that'll help you know how to make disciples in your life and ministry. Now, while you're there, you can support this podcast by following the link to our Patreon page. That's uh, you can support your support on our Patreon page allows us to continue to offer and create new content and help disciple makers like you transform their communities with the gospel of the kingdom. And as a thank you to those of you who give at least $5 a month on our Patreon page, you'll have access not just to our premium podcast, but also a complete library of over 200 podcasts. I believe we're maybe up to 200 now, 200 podcasts that help disciple makers explore all the the different elements of disciple making movements and making disciples and getting into con into the culture and everything else. Now today we're going to be talking about the mental drag and recovering from COVID culture. Now last time we talked a little bit about you know recovering from being knocked out, kind of like or not knocked out, but knocked back in an MMA fight where you be a pow 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 pow. You're against the fences and you're like, oh my goodness, I can't stop the rain of blows. Can I just hang in until the bell rings and the bell goes ding, 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 ding. And you're like, thank God I made it. And you're sitting there on that stool and you're thinking, I have four more rounds. How am I going to win? And so today what we want to talk about is what does it take to learn how to deal with the effects of being knocked, knocked around like that, knocked back on our heels, barely making it through the first round and come back mentally prepared to do the hard work necessary to win the next round and ultimately win the fight. Okay, now building off that MMA idea, that mixed martial arts idea and everything else, I want to talk to you about something that's really, really important. When we're coming out of a period of convalescing like covid like when i had covid and 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 things like that and we're thinking about getting into shape again going to the gym after that period of illness or inactivity requires additional effort and additional commitment especially at first to make it through cuz here's why we all know this if you've ever done it before that it feels awkward to get back into the gym. Just the rhythms of getting up in the morning, throwing on your gym clothes, finding your keys, drinking that water before you get in your car, driving to the gym, finding the machines. I mean, all of that can be awkward. The second thing is, is you can feel sore. You're gonna feel sore. That's part of it because your muscles have lost that the the memory. They've maybe even lost some strength, and so you build up that lactic acid and you feel sore. And then, and what that requires is you kind of have to have this faith 
and this hope that you're going to get through the awkward and sore period to experience breakthrough. And faith and hope lead to breakthrough. But then once you have that breakthrough, you're like, oh, I got this. Because breakthrough produces assurance that this is going to get better and a confidence that you are coming out on top. You know, and and I think also there may even be some people out there that are really trying to, uh, that really feel like over the past couple of years that there have been some disappointments and maybe even some what they feel is a defeat um, in some ways, uh, things that didn't turn out the way they had hoped or something. And just like somebody, a, a prize fighter, perhaps, act, you know, loses a fight, it's how are they going to respond to mm-hmm. losing a fight, particularly ones that are used to succeeding, um, but even ones that are not, you know, what is your response after feeling a loss in some way, you know, sometimes our disappointments are just, they're, they're normal. Sometimes things that we perceive defeats aren't really defeats, but they, they certainly feel that way as we are. So what do we do in response to that? And I think that's really important for what we're going to be talking about today, because it's, it's a lot of times harder for people to get back into the fight, to to start preparing them, you know, to, to continue to do the things that help us be in the fight and even just be in the fight in general and to try to mobile it, to try to bring other people in our lives into making disciples with us, to try to live, uh, you know, a life helping our communities to try to, to seek the lost, you know, this is a, this is a process that isn't this straight line that goes like, here's the bottom, the bottom here of the hill. And then it just keeps on going up and up and up and up the more that you work. No, it doesn't. It's not this linear going upward line. It has ups and downs and, and defeats it. What, again, what we perceive as defeats and failures. And so how we deal with times in our lives of what we feel are disappointments of hardship of, you know, struggle really matters to keep us having the winning mindset, the the victorious mindset that God wants us to have. And so uh, that's less focused on our problems, less focused on what has happened, less focused on ourselves and more focused on God and loving people and, uh, and believing his promises in our lives. And that's what we really want to talk about today. Yeah, we've been we we've been talking about long-term COVID culture and what that the impact that it's had and it's rocked many people back. What are some of the things that that we're noticing that we're seeing from people that are indicators that they are against the fences and and everything? Well, first of all, we're seeing this general feeling of hopelessness and negativity. That mm-hmm. it's just like there, there seems to be anytime, sometimes we'll suggest things to do um, in our coaching calls or things like that. And the, the initial response is, well, that won't work, or I'm just not going to be able to do that. And there's this just kind of defeat and negativity. And what's interesting is once we encourage them to the point where we're like, well, let's give it a try. And they go in and they try it, then it turns out okay. And they end up moving ahead and everything. And so we're, we're just seeing that this this from from this idea of, of this long this COVID culture, it's this helplessness feeling. It's this negativity that comes out. It's nothing's going to work. It's all going to fall apart, and we're having to overcome it. Closely tied to that, I think, are, is fear as well. 
Yeah. And the thing is, again, what we are really noticing like in our lives and also, again, what I've been um, researching is that fear is something that can even be pro gets programmed into our bodies. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's something that becomes just a natural response. And in fact, when bad things happen, our, 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 our bodies, our minds, our spirits can develop what we call maladaptive, or in other words, bad ways of dealing with stress and problems and everything to where we have a life of fear. And again, guys, you know, God has not given us a spirit of fear. Now, does that mean that it's always easy to overcome fear, to, to just suddenly not be afraid of anything and to do it? Of course, it's not. And especially if it's gotten to a place to where it's permeated ourself, you know, it, whether it's through trauma or whether it's just through habit that, that has come up in our lives, is it always easy? No, but there is a way out of it. And it actively keeps us from the promises that God has for us. If we're afraid, then we can't love the people the way that we need to That's love right. them. And we can't even love God the way that we that we can't enjoy him. We can't even feel his love because we're afraid. Mm-hmm. And so we have to get just like hopelessness and negativity with fear. We have to stop focusing on what has gone wrong, our, our personal failures, and also what is in front of us, how big and scary that they are. We have to get our eyes off of that and train ourselves in a new mentality. Yeah. And I think, and it's interesting that you say new mentality, because the other thing, in addition to hopelessness, negativity, and fear that we're talking about is we're seeing this victim mentality of everything happens to me and I'm powerless to do anything about it, even right. controlling my own actions. Uh, I I got angry because this happened. And, and, it, and it's from a posture of, I can't control the fact that I got angry or I, you know, I, chose a passive aggressive response to a situation. And it was, wasn't my fault that situation happened or that I responded that way, where in reality, you know, we, we can't, we can't run around as victims all the time thinking everything happened to us. We got to, we got to take responsibility for our part and say, you know what? Yes, I couldn't control what happened in that moment, that situation, but I can control my responses to it and choose to respond in a way that'll take that negative situation and turn it around into positive situation. So like we were saying with hopelessness and negativity and fear, if we focus on the problem, then we focus on, you know, with, with this, this bad thing that happened to me, instead of saying, Hey, I need, I need to, I could, I could turn this around. I could figure out what I could do and I could end up making it better. We focus on the solution, not the problem. Right. And, and in some ways we started talking about that in the last, uh, you know, part of the series that we were talking about going from crisis, going from being react to proactive. So going from being crisis to crisis, to being able to, to get more victory in our lives in different areas. And, and as a part of that, it, again, like in our story, when it comes to the 20 year, 2020 and the lockdowns, you know, one could sit there and say, well, I can't go out and meet people face to face. So I guess I just give up. No, we lean in and say, well, then I guess then we're going to have to try to to talk to people over the phone and over zoom and everything. And that created a new pathway. And so this is, if we can create, we can be, if we could think of the victim mentality as the defeatist mentality Mm -hmm. of just like, there is just no way I can have victory. And we like to just say, well, that's not our responsibility. Me being defeated is not my responsibility. 
again, what happens to us isn't always our problem, but what, like Paul said, what we do with it, what we do as a response is something that we can do. And God is someone that we can rely upon to help us be victorious in many ways and see his purposes come through even the hardest of circumstances. And so we have to keep our eyes on him. So today we're going to be talking about some different ways and healthy things to get us out of this trained, negative, fearful, um, you know, defeatist mindsets and into places where we can start thriving. Because guys, so the Bible is pretty clear on this. It says the fruit of the spirit. So in other words, the, the result of being with God and and really having him prevail in your life is love joy peace long suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness and temperance the old word for meaning self control that's right and so the the reality guys is that you know first and foremost this process begins by really digging deep in our relationship with god and connecting with him and i can tell you for as being a person who's a very you know busy, busy person, we can get into places where we say, okay, I've done enough checkbox, move on because I've got enough things in my life that I have to do. And the reality is, is that it takes even, even though sometimes we abandon, you know, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, we might be tempted to abandon even all times of a prayer and Bible study because we're so busy, but you know, even if we have those like check, I did that in the morning. That's not what it's about. It's about through life. We're walking with God too. And that we are taking moments in our day, just really focus on him and, and pray to him and, and seek his guidance and, and presence and everything that we're doing. Yeah. A lot of times we're caught in the middle of hopelessness, negativity, victim mentality, and, and fear that we will approach disciplines like scripture and prayer with this idea of, I just don't have the energy to devote to those things now. And then our brain, and you know why I know this? Because I'm human and I understand these things. Uh, then our brain goes into, but God loves me anyway. And he'll understand if I'm only reading like, you know, five to 10 minutes, because that's all I could do. Or he'll go, he'll understand that all I did this time, instead of reading scripture, was pick up a Max Lucado or a Francis Chan or Jesus Calling. And I read that instead of the Bible. He'll, he'll understand. And I just need that right now and everything. And while there may be moments where you need to do that to continue going forward, there are that those moments can't become your meat. They can't become your everyday habits. In fact, what Rebecca and I have learned from personal experience is that in the moments when we're going, I just need to kick back and not read and read scripture or read a lot of scripture are the very moments that that should be a red flag going, oh my goodness, I have got to lean in. And today I read more scripture than I thought. I, I pray more than I had planned because that's what we need to do. So you see, Satan is the one who wants to reduce the time we spend with God. 
And he'll do it through circumstances and our own flesh and all sorts of things and convince us that it's the right thing because of God's grace and everything. But that can't be a permanent pattern for us. If it does, then he, then Satan gets us right where he wants us. And it makes us vulnerable to attack and continuing these negative things of hopelessness and negativity, rather than now leaning into the very one who gives us the strength to make it through, the one who lays out a table in front of our enemies, the one who can help guide us through the valley of death in order to overcome, to conquer, and to live victoriously. So number two in this is actually uh, something that I'm really am put, uh, incorporating into my is retraining your body, mind, and spirit to, be, to, to go from a place of fear, to go from a place of, of, of kind of this, this negative power and just always expecting the bad things to happen and going to a place of peace, of joy, of mm-hmm. confidence. And, 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 uh, uh, with God. So, so, you know, guys, we may, some of you may be even tempted to already turn this off and be like, uh, everybody just says, read your Bible and pray. And that's going to be the answer. And the reality is it's also important how you go about doing these things. Mm-hmm. So first off, we're honestly seeking God in this, that we're wanting to connect with him first off. That so we're 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 pouring our hearts out to him, but sometimes we just stop there. We're just like, well, I pray, I pray angry, and you know, and then I just go on, you know, and move on with men, or like go pray through my list, you know. The reality is, we we have to actively sit there and say, I'm not going to get be in that space anymore. I need to be in this space, and to be hurt to sing praises to God. And to focus on him and how good he is. And mm-hmm. when we give things to him, we do so by saying, I know that you're going, you, this is what your word has said about how you answer prayer. So for me, one of the things that I'm personally doing to be able to help retrain this, and this is actually, I look at this and, <laughs> and I'm just, it's such a perfect combination of what the Bible tells us to do as well as uh, what uh, a, a neuroscientist called uh, Dr. Caroline, Caroline Leaf and, um, and, and DNRS as well has kind of helped. She's a, like I said, a, a Christian neuroscientist who says like, hey, we don't have to be depressed. We don't have to be, uh, you know, living lives of fear. We don't, you know, our brains may be wired because we have so lived in it for so long that it feels like we can't. But we actually can retrain our thoughts and our brains and our bodies to be able to be differently. And just the very beginning step that she talks about, which is, again, biblical, is saying throughout your day, just take about five minutes and look up to heaven and just tell God praises, sing God praises, and just, uh, just worship him and then pray to him you know, afterwards. So spend the first two minutes, you know, there and the rest of three minutes, just being with God and praying with him on those things. And the idea is to try to do it from a place 
of, I know you are with me. I proclaim your truth over me. I know that you will answer my prayers. And you do this throughout the day. And your point in this is I'm going to stop thinking this way. I'm going to stop, you know, letting my body me towards this direction. And I'm going to seek him. And I'm going to seek this peace and joy and confidence and trust in him that I know is there. And I can say that over time that I've seen such a great shift in, you know, uh, the things that I knew that I was supposed to be, that I, that I believed, but now it seemed like I really believed it, you know, in so many different ways. And so guys, you know, we can, we can retrain our bodies to be able to do as we can retrain our minds. Bible talks about this throughout all of scripture. And so if we lean in and realize this is not just an exercise of, you know, self-help, this is an exercise of knowing him. Yeah. And saying, you know, I want to know you and I want to experience you and I'm going to trust you through this process. Yeah. There's so many scriptures that relate to that. The be transformed by the renewing of your mind. May your attitude be that as of Christ. And, you know, whether it's in Romans, all imagination, exactly. Romans or Philippians or other places in the Bible, it's all over there. And so one of the things that I've learned to do is, you know, a lot of times, like going back to the gym example, we go in and we think, oh, I'm sore. That's so horrible. And now I've come to retrain my mind to go, wait a second. Sore means I'm getting stronger. My mm-hmm. muscles are growing. They're, they're tearing down and they're building up. And this is how God made it to be. And so this is a sign that I'm increasing strength. I've also learned to, when I feel overwhelmed, instead of saying, oh, I need a nap to go, I feel overwhelmed. That means that God is giving me tasks that require my full focus and stretch me and are going to make me better as a leader. And I am growing in the process. So the two things we've talked about so far in overcoming these things in your life is personal disciplines and seeking God, retraining our body, mind, and everything. And this third one, this one's new for me and that I've been really working on and personally is to evaluate the voices that I'm listening to. This could be the TV shows that I'm watching. It could be the podcasts I'm listening to. It could be the friends that I'm choosing to surround myself with, the music that I might be attending to, uh, putting it my attention to. We need to fill our mind with voices that are helping us overcome. Now, I'm not saying these vapid voices that are kind of soothing everyone saying, it's all good, it's all gonna be okay. That's Mm -hmm. not what I'm referring to. I'm referring to people who say, yes, it's hard. Yes, this is a struggle, but we can overcome if we do these things. You can make it. You have what it takes because of the power of God working through you to be able to help make disciples to accomplish his purposes on life. And we've got to fill our our minds with people who tell us those things so that we can move forward. Not people who are sitting there saying there's no problem at all, or people are saying there's so many problems, we're never going to make it through. And we've got to evaluate those things. I think what you're saying is so important because that's what we usually think. We usually think of, we should only listen to, you know, the fluffy, you know, stuff that pretty much ignores all the problems that that are happening around us. That's, that's actually not the point. The point is to listen, to not listen to people who say there's no hope. Mm-hmm. But there, or that, or, or uh, that say that there's nothing we can do to make this better, and and or the pe- uh, the the people that are saying at the moment of, 
you know, um, this is too big for our, you know, in other words, we, we have to listen to people that say like that have that sentiment of hope. And the thing is that sometimes, you know, being in relationship with human beings, it, it can't, you know, um, the people around us that are usually the trusted voices can get into that place of maybe, you know, being a bit too defeatist or be a bit too like, well, this is just not going to work. So, you know, let's just forget this. And, 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 you know, say, and realize maybe this is a weak moment for them. (laughs) Maybe Satan has gotten a hold of their hearts to abandon people or causes or to get them down. And you would never expect that from them, but then to to realize, wait a minute, yeah, no, that's not right. You know, there's always hope and there's always God and there's always a way. And so, you know, to kindly look back at your friend and say, you know, we've talked a lot about negative things lately and, and you keep on saying this is impossible. I'd like to tell you, I don't think it's impossible. And so I think we should uh, to not have that mindset. And, and that could be God using you to help bring some of your friends and people around you, or maybe even you know, other ministry leaders or, or whoever it is around along with you and, and seeking God together because he has made us victors and not victims. And I think that brings us really nicely to the next point, which is obey anyway. Okay. Like even when you don't feel like it, even when you, you just, you're, you're, you're peeling yourself up out of bed or off the couch by the strength of will, you are now choosing to obey anyway. And the reason we do that, guys, that is the exercise of faith. Faith is obeying God because we believe that his word is true and what he's told us is right, regardless of whether we see good or bad consequences coming our way. But it's getting up saying, I don't have the energy. I'm exhausted. I don't know how I'm going to do it. But Father God, I'm trusting that I'm going to take the first step of obedience and you're going to help me take the next step because I believe that your promises are true. I believe that your laws are just and right, and they are what guides my life regardless of how I feel feel. And so in that moment, we're taking radical responsibility, extreme ownership, and committing to faithful stewardship of all the resources and the abilities and gifts and talents that God has given us. And in that, we're now sloughing off the feelings of being sorry, because sorrow magnifies in inactivity. Mm-hmm. Sorrow magnifies an inactivity. I'll say that again. Depression magnifies an inactivity. But you can't we, see God if you're staring at your navel. That's right. You can't see God if you're staring at your navel. And so what we have to do is we have to take that first step that we've got to, we go, okay, I'm going to stop feeling sorry for myself. And even though things are rough right now, I'm focusing on God and the very first step. And then God comes in by his spirit and he makes us victors rather than victims. He helps us focus on solutions rather than problems. The, the story that drives this home for me is the story of Corey Tenboom that she told in The Hiding Place. You know, she was one of the only, I think the only member of her family that made it out of concentration camps back in a Nazi controlled Germany. And, and she was, went around afterwards telling people the things that she learned and all the things that God spoke to her through that whole situation. And she was talking about the forgiveness of God in this particular situation at a particular conference. And when she was done with that moment, there was a moment where um, he heard someone say, you know, Miss Tim, 
Tim Boom. And, uh, and she looks up and she looks over and she sees one of the Nazi guards coming to her. And he looks her in the face and says, I am so glad you're talking about forgiveness because I needed forgiveness and didn't think it was available to me because of the horrible things you're doing. Miss Tim Boom. And he reaches out his hands to take hers. And in that moment, Corey sits there and says, all of those feelings of being in the camp and of losing my family members came back to me in a moment. And I had a crisis where it was, am I going to reach out and take the first step, even though I don't feel forgiveness in my heart, the very forgiveness I was talking about, I'm not feeling it right now in the face of my own disaster, my own crisis. Am I going to take that first step or am I going to turn away? And she ended up out of faith, reaching her hand out and taking the hands of a guard who had mistreated her and her family and saying, I forgive you. And she says that in the moment that their hands touched and she said those words, she took that step of faith, the forgiveness of God by his spirit washed through her body. And what she had done out of faith and discipline became a reality of her in that moment. And we have to realize that when we're caught in hopelessness, fear, negativity, victimhood, and everything, the result of this long-term COVID culture that sometimes it's just that strength of taking the first step of obedience, that then God meets us there with his power and we break through and we start to overcome. And it'll be that consistent steps over time that actually will allow us to go from just barely surviving and, and seeing some relief to getting full victory. You know, guys, I've often told people who are saying I'm being plagued so much by fear and shame and everything. What do I do? Or feelings of insecurity or whatever. And I say, you know what? You're thinking too much about yourself. That's right. You say, think about, think about what needs to be done. Think about God. Think about loving others. Think about obeying. Think about what needs to be done. Think outside yourself because you're thinking too much in your side of yourself. So guys finish up. You know, we talked a lot about community. You need to be in community and not just about the community that are depressed like yourself or just say, hey, just continue to do everything that you're doing and it's just fine. No, that just affirm everything in your life that is that is part of the pro problem or, you know, whatever community that com comes alongside you and says, let's do this. Let's head it. Let's head in the right direction and, and helps you to take steps even when you don't necessarily feel like it. Right. And so that's the kind of community we need to be a part of and mobilizing prayer. You know, again, guys, how can we get outside of ourselves? Well, praying for other people mm -hmm. can get us outside of ourselves. So using that prayer calendar, going on our, our, our online page, online, online pages to pray. So like, for instance, our CDM prayer page, you can find it on our app, the contagious disciple making app. You can go on there, see and prepare, praying for other people posting your prayer. It's okay to put on there. I have been really, you know, just cast down because of so many things that happened. Please pray for me. And guys, you know, let's mobilize prayer for, for ourselves and also be there with other people. And as we see it, we are coming together in prayer and support one another. We're building each other up and we're seeing God work and we're going to be headed in the right direction. And so guys, next time we're going to be talking even more about this with our, with uh, the next point of our series, which is exhaustion and avoidance. 
and and how we can be able to instead recover from that and uh, in our next time. Yeah, you can listen to our full premium content by becoming a $5 a month supporter on our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash faithworks, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash faithworks, or just click on the link in the description on whatever whatever platform that you're a part of. Just click on that link and go right over to our Patreon page and sign up. And as Rebecca said, we'll be back right after the break with part two or part four, sorry, part four, our last one of the series um, on, and we'll be talking specifically about exhaustion and avoidance and continue on how do we find victory in overcoming COVID culture. Thanks for listening to the CDM podcast. To hear part two, become a supporter on our Patreon page. If you're listening in the CDM app, you can click below or you can find the link in the description. For coaching or other resources, Connect with us at ContagiousDiscipleMaking.com or download the Contagious Disciple Making app.